Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. This is actually a full circle moment, Dre, because I did not tell you this and I'm thinking of it now. Somewhere around a year ago, we came into your store and I met you. I remember, yeah. And you, I thought you were amazing and I was just so excited <laughs> to start to get reintegrated into the Cleveland community again after my previous business. We were talking and it was just so fun because I was with my friend who was at the time pregnant. And so one of your employees and on me, and there was the woman who was working with Oseon, yep. um, who was in the store that day. And we were all giving mom advice to her. She was preparing. And right before you got here, I was actually with her and her little two-month-old oh, baby girl. I love that. So this is a long, long time coming. Yeah. And I just remember having such beautiful conversations with you about motherhood and business life and just being so excited to get to chat with you more. And so here we are today. I'm so excited for us to talk about mom life an entrepreneur life, your story, your journey to where you are now, which I know has taken many iterations and how many iterations it's taken since your son has been born yeah. in the past four years. So I'm really honored to have you here. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. It's really good yeah. to be here. Yeah. Why don't you start off by telling people about these iterations that you've had and maybe your <laughs> mindset too about being able to to pivot and keep evolving because you just explained to me how you've had four podcasts in your life. Yes. You have a store unrelated to those podcasts. Yes. And so I want to hear. Like, I'm tell like me a about, cat. I'm like I, a cat with nine, nine lives. lives. I feel but like more I'm on number like six or something. <laughs> I don't know. I actually joke around that I almost called the store Project 23 because there's so many things that have come before it. Mm. And it's interesting to look back on what I've done and I'll get to how it makes sense that this one is working. Mm -hmm. But for as long as I can remember... I worked for myself. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Every time I've tried to go into a corporate world, it doesn't work out very well nope. for me. <laughs> so it was always, what am I going to do? How am I going to make money? And for most of my adult life, I've lived in New York City. And mm. so there, it's a definite hustle culture, right? Yeah. It's like everyone's kind of trying to figure out the next thing. And I had friends who were tech entrepreneurs and finance people and, you know, PR mm. and everything you could be under the sun. And so for years, I was just almost sitting in a room by myself or talking to a couple people like, okay, what can I get going? And mm -hmm. so there have been a lot of projects that have seen the light of day, maybe made it six months, two years, mm -hmm. and then fizzled out. And the store, Ladder, which is here in Cleveland, is really the first thing that I've done that I've found any type of success in the conventional sense in terms of, hey, this could actually be viable. Uh, I'm not getting sick of it, which I have shiny object syndrome. So that was a huge, <laughs> yep. huge fear that I had moving in. I actually hired a business coach when I first started the store because I could very much see myself getting started being six months in and then saying, oh, no, what have I done? Mm -hmm. Thankfully, that has not come to pass. Mm -hmm. But I think when I started learning about human design, too, mm. I don't know if you've had any human design Ooh, people on. Yeah. I yes. have not had them on, but I do love human design. Yeah. So please spill your knowledge. There I got too so of into it that I actually I did a whole eight week course on huh. how to read charts. And so now I'm reading charts. But the more I learned about human design, the more I realized why the other businesses hadn't worked for me. Mm. And I'm already sounding so woo woo. <laughs> going no, into we, this. we love the woo. But here. as a generator, which is what I am. 
you cannot sit in a room and come up with an idea. Your whole strategy in life is to respond to something. And so when the store was started, it was because someone came to me and said, I had a friend who moved back from New York and we were going back and forth on whether or not there were any good denim shops in Cleveland and totally almost joking around. She said, let's just start one. And it was right at the time my son was about a year and a half old Mm -hmm. and I was just starting to figure out what was going to come next because I had stayed home with him for a little bit. And I said, sure, why not? And she said, I'm joking. And I said, I'm not. Why not? (laughs) Let's do it. And I'd never worked a day in retail in my life. So all the doors kept opening. We thought we would get priced out of the lease. We didn't. We thought we wouldn't be able to find funding to open. We found it. We thought we wouldn't be able to get brands in time. From the time we looked at the lease to when we opened was nine weeks, which now knowing what I know, Mm -hmm. it's crazy that it even worked. But yeah, it was only when I stepped back, let the universe come to me and responded to an opportunity instead of trying to push the boulder uphill Mm -hmm. that it worked. That is, oh my gosh, so many mic drop moments there. I have like (laughs) 10 things in my notes already that I want to hit on. I want to go back to the human design too. And maybe that's something cool that we could do together because I think it's such a valuable tool. Any Mm -hmm. type of thing where you can learn more about yourself. I love Enneagram. I love Myers-Briggs. I love any type of quiz that I can take (laughs) that helps me better identify myself. I'm an HSP. I don't know if you're familiar with a little bit. Yeah. I don't know as much about it, but yeah. Yeah, So just uncovering that for me was huge and my son is as well. And so it just makes things make more sense, right? Totally. And yeah, so I think that could be so cool. Like, can you share a little bit about like if somebody is looking at their chart, mm-hmm. has never really looked at it before, maybe knows they're like me, a manifesting generator. Mm-hmm. Are there a few things that they should think about, especially as a mom and a business owner, to really pay attention to to start learning more about in their human design? Yeah, it's hard to segment out the chart in mm-hmm. small chunks just because there's so much nuance in the gates and channels. And if mm-hmm. anyone looks at their human design chart, it's kind of overwhelming and you don't have any idea what you're looking at. But what I can say is in human design, everything goes back to the strategy and to the authority. And so Mm -hmm. every energy type has a strategy, which for a generator is to respond. The same thing for a manifesting generator. You have Mm -hmm. both. You have a bit of manifester and a bit of generator. But yours is to respond and to inform, Mm -hmm. which is the strategy of a manifester. And so knowing that piece of how you best move through the world is Mm -hmm. helpful And then the authority is really how you make decisions. So for someone with sacral authority, for example, if they're tuned into their intuition and living in their energy, they know in the now. So if I say, Megan, you have sacral authority. Megan, do you want to go to dinner on Wednesday night? Immediately you're like, yes or no, Mm -hmm. right? You know in your gut. Yep. And so if you say yes, then you can trust that if you have Mm -hmm. sacral authority. For me, as someone who has emotional authority, I might say yeah, I, I want to go to dinner. And then on Tuesday, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go to dinner. I should have said no, right? That's why it's important for me to wait mm-hmm. because I can ride the emotional waves, whereas sacral authority, you have a little bit more consistency and you, you can really trust what that intuition is saying right away. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to get into human design, those two pieces are not all you need to know in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much more, but if you just followed those two things of yourself, mm-hmm. then you would really see things start to fall into place in a big way. Yeah. I mean, that's huge right there to know like strategy mm-hmm. and authority because I've been thinking lately, if it's not a heck yes, then mm-hmm. it's a no. Yeah. And I always used to say that in my styling days, I would mm-hmm. say like, if you don't love it, don't get it. Totally. And it's very clear cut for me. Yeah. Like, if you put it on and it's a met, it's a no. Yeah. It needs to be a heck yes. Yes. 
And so I've been thinking about that a lot in my life. Like I need to pick what feels good. And so now that makes a lot more sense yeah. for me Do you too. have sacral authority? Did I guess that, that right? Is that when it's <laughs> closed on the chart? Or uh, Yeah, when it's, well, it depends. There's a little bit of nuance in how okay. it's decided, but yeah, it's I, colored in. And I think, I definitely think it was colored in. I kind of think like my th- that one and my other two, there's two the solar more. plexus and yeah, yeah. I kind of think there's they were all, nine. So I'll pull it up. Centers, so yeah, and show you and you can tell after. me. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and that's something I've actually been doing more of, which that's has been interesting ask. too. Yeah. As like just in response to people asking me for it, um, I've been reading charts and I've actually created a program like a coaching program where I use human design as like our first appointment, and then mm-hmm. from there we go into life coaching, business coaching, kind of whatever you're struggling with. For most people Mm -hmm. that I read for, I find that they find it so reassuring. Mm -hmm. They either think, oh, that's something that I've done for so long and now I have almost permission to be the way that I am. For example, there's people who are projectors. So generators, manifesting generators, we have pretty consistent energy. Generators Mm -hmm. for sure, consistent Mm -hmm. energy throughout the day. A projector has spurts of energy. And so because generators are such a huge majority energy force, 70% of the population, Mm -hmm. we don't live in a world where projectors feel like there is valued sometimes Mm -hmm. because they don't work in the same energetic way. And so a generator might think a projector is lazy because they're taking a nap in the middle of the day, Mm -hmm. but that's just how their energy works. They're actually more efficient with their energy, but it's in shorter doses. Mm -hmm. So it's really helpful to understand that about yourself. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of self-worth too. Like sometimes we are hard on ourselves because comparison and all the other Mm -hmm. things around us and we're so tied to achievement. And so I think that's interesting to be able to give yourself that like breath and grace and like, okay. It's been so helpful for me. Yeah. Even to the point I tell this story, it's funny. I walked into, do you know Lang Jewelry Store? Mm -mm. It's a great jewelry store on Chagrin Boulevard across from Eaton. But they were having a piercing party and I didn't know that. And I walked in and my friend was there and she said, let's get our ears pierced. Mm -hmm. And the guy said, yeah, you can have one of your ears. And I thought, okay, great. And Mm -hmm. I did it. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I actually like need that side to sleep on because my son sleeps in our bed still. And actually, I can't get my ears pierced with the gun because it doesn't heal. And it was this whole reminder of like, no, you have to wait to make a decision, mm-hmm. right? It's a silly example, but it's actually everything. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, speaking of, of your son too, I was thinking, how has human design also impact you as a mom? Have yeah. you read his chart? Totally. Yeah. That's actually what got me into it. So the person Tell who us. got me into human design came into the store probably, I don't know, a few months after we opened and mm-hmm. she is a human design reader. Okay. She's actually here locally too. She's incredible. Oh, cool. But We were talking about it and human design at its core is who you were at the moment of your birth before any of the conditioning, stories, trauma, anything gets put on top of you, right? And so we were talking about that and I said, how amazing would this be to know about your child so you could really raise them in a way that's in line with their design Mm -hmm. instead of raising them how you might be designed, which could be completely antithesis to them. And she said, that's what I love doing. I love reading kids. And so she came over and read me, my husband, and Miles, and then mm-hmm. each of us individually together, and then all of us as a family unit. And so it was so like wait, a four-hour session. Yeah. But how, so how do you read in like the groupings? What what makes it different than just reading each person? It's basically how we interact with one another. Got it. So for example, with me and my husband, because I have emotional authority and he doesn't. Mm-hmm we should argue 12 feet away from each other because Mm -hmm. he can really take on a lot of my energy. And then he walks away thinking, wait, that's not even how I felt about it, right? I didn't even feel that way. He almost needs to go away, clear his head, like think about actually how he feels and then bring that in. Fascinating. Yeah, so it's pretty cool to to look at it and 
like a group setting. Yeah. And how old was Miles when you did this? He was probably just around two. Okay. Yeah. So have you noticed since you've had Very that clearly, even when we had it read the first time, mm-hmm. we were shocked at how accurate it was and it's yeah. only come to fruition. Human design also gives you really amazing tools like ask yes or no questions to certain types of people. Mm-hmm. That's how they process best. So with Miles, it's not like, what do you want to do today? It's, do you want to go to the zoo? Got it. Would you like a sandwich for lunch? Uh-huh. Right. And so it's like, it sounds simple, but mm-hmm. it actually is so helpful. And what is he? He's also a generator. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. is your husband also a generator? He's a manifesting too? generator. Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. I know. I need, I had Colin do it a while ago and I don't even remember what he is anymore. I'm, yeah. I think I did it for my kids, but I didn't pay attention. So now I'm like, oh, I yeah. need to, maybe that could be part of our, our event yeah. is like a mommy and me type for of sure. thing. Or at yeah, least I love it. Mom's night out, but you can learn about your kids too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that would be so fun. I love that you mentioned shiny idea syndrome. Yes. Because... I still have it in some ways, right. but I'm still like, I'm a little more grounded. <laughs> right. And you're probably grounded because you're like, you've got the store and, and that's going to keep you. You said you you feel like you're not going to just pivot on a yeah. whim and maybe you can have a lot of ideas within the store or side things off of it. But I think that that's something a lot of people can relate to, right? Especially if you're in the online space, it's just all around you. There's so many yeah. times where you're like, oh, that person's doing this and that looks mm-hmm. good and I think I'd like it and then this and that. And it can be so challenging. The human design thing, I think, is that beautiful like bow on that whole part of your story, right? It's why aren't other things working for you? Now you have an answer that you're mm-hmm. a generator and now you know how to read charts so you can tell me all the other things in the charts because yeah, I only sure. like half know. But I think that that's so interesting that you talked about the energy of all the doors opened when that opportunity presented itself. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about why you feel like the other things didn't work. As a generator, you were trying other things. Mm-hmm. Was it solely because you were trying to to do it yourself? You had the idea. I mean, that's the woo energetic yeah. one. I think some of the ideas are still great ideas that I wish someone else would do. And I think it got to the point where the business got hard enough that I thought, oh, this is still a great idea, but I don't need to be the one to push it forward. Mm -hmm. And this is actually something I struggle with always of just, hey, I'm interested in this thing. Maybe I should make a business out of it. Mm -hmm. So as I've gotten older, it's really been helpful for me to differentiate when it might be a business idea and when it just can be a fun hobby that I don't have to monetize. Mm -hmm. And that for me is really hard. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you're an overachiever, high achiever as well. Sounds like it, right? (laughs) How did you know? Oh, big shocker, right? (laughs) I think all of us can can relate to that. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's interesting. So I was at Steph's retreat this weekend, Mm -hmm. which was this flower child retreat. And it was all about connecting with your inner child. And it was challenging for me because Mariah took care of all the food and was mm-hmm. like, I got it. And I'm a helper and yeah. I like to have something to do. I like to have a job and mm-hmm. be productive. Are you a number two on the Enneagram? I am. Yeah. I'm a two wing three. <laughs> okay. So it's like real intense. Yeah. And then I'm a manifesting generator. Yeah. A lot of like doing energy. Yeah. And so to have to sit and at first it was nice. I've got two young kids like you and it's nice to have some space, right? Mm-hmm. And I was doing, I'm very into Gilmore Girls, and so I was doing my Gilmore Girls coloring book, and I was listening to music, and it was great. But then it got to a point where I was like, okay, I feel like I need a job. And I had to sit in, like, the child position, Mm -hmm. right, of, like, everybody else is taking care of me. Yeah. And I think that that can be such a struggle. And so sometimes it's fun when new ideas come across because we want to keep challenging ourselves, right? And, like, but sometimes it's to our detriment. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think... 
I go really deep down paths of things that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And so it's really been a lot of work for me to, like I said, differentiate when something should be taken to the next level and when something shouldn't. And, and to go back to understanding my design, I also have emotional authority, which means that I'm someone who needs to wait a while to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's some people who know in the now, they know immediately whether something's right for them or not. And for me, I really need a waiting period. And it can look like a couple of days to even a couple of months. Mm -hmm. That's on the extreme end. Yeah. But really tuning into, is this a hell yes for me? Mm -hmm. And if it is, how do I move forward with that in a way that feels like I can sustain it? Because the other part of being a generator is that you, once you start something, you, you don't really ever stop, yeah, <laughs> right? right? And so <laughs> if you commit to something that you're actually not into, it's the fastest way to burn out. Mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned too about how you would notice when it would get hard. Mm-hmm. And that was like a point where you're like, ooh, okay, well, maybe this isn't for me anymore. Uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. Have mm-hmm. you read it? I haven't read it. Okay. I know about it yet. I recently read it, which I'm way late on that train. Obviously, me too. <laughs> but I think it's what I loved about it, the, the part that I thought was such a great takeaway that I've mentioned so many times is that she says ideas come to you mm-hmm. and they're just like looking for a, a home to be created. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll come to you and you get to hold them for a little bit and then you like send them out and, yeah. and send them and somebody else gets to complete that project. She must be a generator. Yeah, right. there you go. <laughs> a manifestor would be like, this one's mine, I got it. Yeah, I'm going to keep all of them. <laughs> yeah, it was really, as a manifesting generator, it was really like calming to me because my perfectionist self, when an idea comes, then mm-hmm. will beat myself up over why didn't I do this? It was a good thing. Totally. And so it felt really relaxing to know like, oh, maybe one comes knocking on my door mm-hmm. and maybe it's not for me or maybe I take it as far as it can go mm-hmm. and then somebody else picks it up. Yeah. And so I, I like that sentiment and it sounds similar to you. But what were some things that you noticed when it was getting hard where you're like, okay, uncle. At the end of the day, it was me really just trying to force things that I thought were good ideas. I think for me, what has worked in this situation is that it's created community. I wanted to create a space where I could make friends. Like I wanted to create a place (laughs) where people came in, liked the people who were working and walked out thinking, I want to be friends with them. Mm -hmm. And Cleveland didn't have that in a boutique setting in Shaker. You know, Mm -hmm. there's some amazing boutiques in Cleveland, but I was a new mom and I had just moved to Cleveland and I thought, how do you meet people? Mm -hmm. You know, and he wasn't old enough that I was out there and doing school stuff and meeting moms that way. And so I really created it as a space first as a community center Mm -hmm. and we do events and it's worked, right? Mm -hmm. Some of my best friends have come from the store. And so I think that's why it worked. Mm -hmm. It allowed me to really grow roots in a place that I knew I was going to stay for a minute. And so I had a vested interest in it working. Mm -hmm. And also it doesn't hurt that it was successful basically off the bat, right? So I think people really resonated with it. There's nothing else like it. It was an extension of my values in a big way in terms of ethical, sustainable living. And my friends that have known me for a long time are like, yeah, you opened a clothing store, what? But when you look at it from a holistic lens of everything that I've done, it fits. It's just like one of the spokes of the wheel. And so it it does make sense in that way. So in hindsight, it actually was the perfect business for me. I like that you said there that you tried to force it mm-hmm. versus with ladder, you've got the ease. Yes. It fell into your lap. It just all synchronistically happened. 
And I think it's interesting, these other things that you were met with some resistance and then you're stuck at that crossroads of, do I keep forging through or do I let it go? Don't you think it's fun, especially because you've had so many lives, if you will, to look back and see those breadcrumbs. I talk about that a lot. Uh, sometimes you would be standing in the moment and be like, how does that make any sense? And then you look back and you see the pieces of what mm -hmm. you loved, of what you've done. And you're like, oh, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. And it's so cool. And even the jobs that I didn't like. You know, mm -hmm. my first job was in PR and marketing mm -hmm. and I hated it, you know, but mm -hmm. I was doing the PR and marketing for AT&T and Ernst & Young, and mm -hmm. I did not like it. But now looking back, there were so many valuable skills that I took from that. And then I was a health coach for a few years mm -hmm. and helping people with their nutrition and just interacting with people and building plans for them is kind of similar to styling. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of overlap that's come up. Even mm -hmm. podcasting, I was a professional writer for 10 years. So having the ability to just be able to write a newsletter on a whim, you know, there's all of these pieces that, again, in hindsight, you're like, oh, yeah, it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. But as you're doing it, if you looked at my resume and people have, they're like, I don't what do we do with you? Ooh, Another reason I could never here, go to yeah. corporate because they're like, right. you seem cool. But what is this? <laughs> I know. Right. That's the same with me. Like there is no plan B for me. There yeah. is no going to anything exactly. else. I've tried. It was great. Yep. Great run. But 100%. No, not for me. So it is fascinating, and especially since you've had so many iterations, do you look back and as you think forward, are you comparing where you were, what you liked, and helping that make your future decisions? Yeah, I think for me, I was presented with a business opportunity probably about six months ago that I was really interested in, mm -hmm. and I ended up walking away from it because it was another physical location in a totally different space, mm -hmm. um, not a retail space. And... Um, I went back. I also do this thing with my clients. It's a values deck. Oh, cool. And yeah. it's so helpful because everyone says, you know, they kind of have a vague idea of what their values are. Maybe my values are family or free time or whatever it is. And for me, my core values are freedom and autonomy mm -hmm. and community. That's a big one too. But freedom and autonomy when I'm starting a business and sustaining a business. And so looking at this new opportunity through that lens, it actually would have taken me away from having more autonomy and freedom in my career choices. And so mm -hmm. in the end, that's why I decided not to do it. And so when I'm looking forward into what comes next, I think it will be something, again, that's more virtual and can travel with me mm -hmm. and uh, expand in that way. I think the store has been really helpful for me and for my growth to have, like I said, actual physical roots and mm -hmm. a physical space to go. But my heart's kind of pulling me towards something that's a little bit more fluid. Yeah. I love that value thing. I always used to talk about the guiding compass mm -hmm. and how knowing your legacy, vision, mission, and why makes decisions so easy, right? Yeah. It's just, does it meet these criteria? Yes mm -hmm. or no. Right. Makes it so simple. I'm curious with your values deck and your, when you're working with clients, do you find there's a sweet spot on like how many values are really the core values? There's three. Three. Yeah, maybe yeah. five tops. Mm -hmm. But I find if you get over five, it starts to muddy. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a really fun exercise. They have, I'm trying to think how many cards are in the deck. There's probably like around 200. Holy smokes. And so people are really having to do some deep thought around it. And you can pick up to 10, but I think from a business perspective, coming up with three yeah. is a really helpful framework. And how often do you see that when you're working with a client, like you said, they like kind of know, but especially when you're presented with 200 options yeah. and by the end of it, do you see their growth so much? Because again, decisions become easier Absolutely. and more aligned. Yeah. yeah. I think like you said earlier, the more you know about yourself, the easier it becomes to make decisions. And I think for me too, 
I think a lot of people get into business and they don't have some of the foundational things set. So that's another piece that I work on with people. Mm-hmm. If you're not sleeping well, <laughs> yeah. if your blood sugar's a mess. This goes back to the bread crumbs, right? I was just going right? to say, yep. If you don't have good boundaries, you're in a toxic relationship, you can't make a business work. You might be able to squeak something out and have it be successful for a short time, but it's certainly not a way to create a sustainable, long-lasting business. Mm-hmm. And so having that groundwork and that framework, and it can all be rooted in what are those values and how do I operate best, right? You're starting mm-hmm. to see like how all the pieces come together. Yeah. It's a very unique way, I think, to approach any type of coaching, Mm -hmm. which I don't think happens in this systemic way (laughs) very often. I totally agree. I love that you brought up the sustainability again. So it's like a core thing of your store, but then it really is like, how do you run a sustainable business? It really feels like the human design has played into that, figuring Mm -hmm. yourself out there, the values. I'm sure that the Reiki is something that just the energy work and clearing things and all of that. It really sounds like you have this beautiful holistic approach that has served you not only in what you're doing now, but in your mindset moving forward in the future so that you do stay totally in alignment with yourself. Yeah. And And I'm still human. So it's like I jump out of alignment all the time, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's like a faster return. Right. Yeah. Easier to recalibrate. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I love that you mentioned too about retail is different for you. Yeah. It's about creating community. And that's what we are all about is community and connections. Mm -hmm. Because I believe when we link our arms together, it makes us all so much stronger. Absolutely. And so talk to us about some of the community events that you have at the store. Like what are the things I know you said ethical and sustainability is Mm -hmm. really important to you. Is that what some of the events are around? Is it more around moms getting together? We've done a bunch of different stuff. So we do... I guess quarterly, it's kind of working out Mm -hmm. too, where we do a sound bath and energy healing session. I've done a panel discussion with Spice on what makes something special and what what is sustainability. And I had a panel of artists come on. So we had a florist, a composer, a fashion designer, and I moderated a panel of Mm -hmm. them. We've done some community acupuncture. We've done like Mommy and Me musical events. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it runs the gamut. We're doing one actually, this podcast will come out after the event, but we're doing a sip and shop with Self Maker Next Door where she's making a cocktail, I'm making a cocktail, and we're having a head-to-head cocktail competition. So it's just, it's fun. We're just having fun with it. And whatever people come to me with, if someone wants to host an event, Mm -hmm. like I'll put it out there now, you know, Mm -hmm. let's chat. Like we're always open to doing fun stuff. So, so it sounds like we need to do an event together. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. This has been so great for everybody listening who wants to follow along. All the links will be below, Mm -hmm. but do you want to tell them a little bit of what to know for the store and for your coaching as well? Sure. You can follow the store. It's at Ladder CLE on everything, Instagram, Facebook. We really only do Instagram there. Yeah. Uh, you can also sign up for the newsletter. I'm cool. constantly putting stuff out in our events and things all mm-hmm. go through there. So at the bottom of our website, which is also LadderCLE.com, there's a little sign up. I don't spam you too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're, so, yeah, you, you said you're journalistic. You're able to just quickly write a beautiful letter. I can't wait to read the Yeah, no. Today. I mean, don't get, don't get your hopes up too high. But no, it's a good little blurb. And then the coaching is at Dre the Mentor, mm. and it's also DreTheMentor.com. So people can check out that and, and get a hold of me there. I love it. And we'll announce at some point soon in the near future, we'll do an event. It'll be it. so fun. I we'll work it. on it more now. Perfect. Sounds Thank good. you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You have no idea how much your listenership means to me. If you love what you heard, would you mind leaving us a review? 
It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs' earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? Then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcasts and beyond. Head to mompreneurco.com studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to one day so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.